0: So a question someone might ask is, is raisin, the be-all, end-all, is raisining the highest form of knowledge or something, whatever, however a person would phrase the question, or not. So let's try to talk about that a little bit. So here the key, of course, is how we define terms. uh, And that might be the difference maker. So by raisin, we can think of a variety of things. Normally, with the uh, uh, educational um, uh, programs being the way they are, we tend to think of raisin as different words. For example, A equals B, B equals C, A equals C. Logic, right? I can prove to you with this equation. I can prove to you with this theorem or I look this up on the internet, on the Wikipedia, in the, you know, in the textbook. And and so that's reason. And then contrary to that, we have emotion or intuition. Somebody might say, I'm an intuitive person. I don't really like to think too much. I like to feel. So we have to clarify what we're talking about. If that's what we mean by reason, then obviously it's just uh, it's it, it just silly stuff. It, it, and usually the way that works is that we have some kind of emotional compulsion, some kind of self-esteem or dignity or pride-related need, and then we try to pick out words that by association we think will uh, make us feel good about ourselves or fulfill some kind of emotional answer. So for example, I feel guilty about something I did, maybe subliminally, unconsciously, so then uh, by association I, I tend to think if I connect the words um, it may be something like atoms or matter and I say that really I, I'm convinced that there's nothing more to a person than atoms and, and matter so that and that's somehow connected subliminally to there not being any free will so then I'm not responsible so that I don't have to feel bad about myself and all these kinds of things so we have these strings of sentences and it's very hard to avoid and we see even at the highest levels supposed the uh, highest levels of uh kind of intellectual endeavor we see people just stringing together words in ever more complicated ways in mathematical equations as well not to say that they're not according to some logical schema according to some paradigm and that they're not rational in that way but we see that they're not much more than just that in in one form or another a person can spend his or her whole life 80 years Let's be optimistic, right? 20 to 100 uh, in some kind of field, uh, pushing some kind of agenda, saying a bunch of words all the time, every day, writing books with hundreds of thousands, maybe millions, or is that too much? Whatever, a lot of words, doing so many things, and uh, it was all just uh, a bunch of talk, a bunch of fluff, and if we try to extract a single clear conception out of all of the work and all of the talk, we would really, really struggle to do that. So yeah, if we want to call that reason, then yeah, reason is just that silly childish game. It's an excuse for not being honest about our our emotions, about our self-esteem needs and so forth. But we can, of course, conceive of a different reality in connection with that or any other term. We can use a term such as logic uh, or or thought, whatever we want. And that reality would be um, what we mean when we clearly conceive of what we call an idea. So, for example, if we clearly conceive uh, of uh, a feeling that we call hunger, and then we clearly conceive of a certain course of action that that feeling demands, for example, to go to the store or to order off our phone uh, or to call, uh, then we would say that is, uh, if we call that reasoning, then we would say that's the foundation of uh, uh, of our entire uh, thought life. And we might even say that's the foundation of our very humanity. We might say that's the foundation of our very existence as a contingent being. Because we can think about it like this perhaps. We, we see all these animated films of these critters and creatures that talking ants and the talking worms, the talking hamsters and mice. So in these cases in the film, uh, we can't, <laughs> if it would be real, it can't be real. But in the film, is it, for example, a, a walking, a, a talking hamster uh, or or is it that or, or something else it would say no it's a, it would be a person that is in the form of a hamster if there's an ant and it can have culture and communication and relationships and all kinds of things then we wouldn't say it's an ant we would say it's a person that somehow has found or uh, herself in the body of an ant and it would absolutely be murder. That kill uh, the, the ant in some of these animated films, or any of the insects or animals, Charlotte's web, the, the spider, that would be murdered to kill Charlotte, because it would be a person in the form of a spider, or the piggy, whatever its name was, Oinky, Wilbert, whatever, it would be murder, right, so we don't say that uh, a given animal uh, or insect is an animal or insect because of the outer form, oh, I, I don't like the way that a pig looks, so I'm going to say that a pig is, is, is uh, for bacon. I don't like the way that an ant looks. So I'm going to say that a, an ant can be stepped on without consequences. It's not because of that. It's because of the mind that these forms indicate. It's because of the level uh, of thought that, is, uh, that that we surmise is a possibility in connection with these uh, bodily forms. You understand? So we, we can even think about it like that, that the difference between a, a person and a piggy and an ant and an antelope, and a, and a fish, and any and, other, uh, any and every other animal, an insect, it's a difference of thought. Uh, it's a difference of that uh, reality that we designate by that term. So here, obviously, then we would say that reason, quote-unquote, or thought, is, uh, or ideas, or uh, the be-all, end-all. And then what is emotion under this uh, view? We would say that emotion is uh, how we view um, our experience through a given intellectual lens, namely how we view either the satisfaction or the curtailment, that's the right word, the satisfaction or the uh, negation, that's a clear word, or negation of our desires of uh, and of our feelings concerning our necessary nature, meaning we're always striving towards dignity, we're always striving towards singularity, we're always striving towards having our desires met at any and all times, And when and, the, uh, and all the emotions, if we think about it, it's perceptions, it's intellectual perceptions of whether or not we've uh, negated our emotions, negated our desires or advanced them. So for example, uh, what a person might mean by uh, excitement is when uh, there's the possibility of having one's desires met. For example, I really wanted a bunch of gifts for my birthday and I'm excited to see what they might be. A little kid might think if the kid didn't want any gifts, then he or she is not going to be excited about the gifts. Or for example, fearful. I'm fearful that what? That my desires are going to be negated. I want to live and I'm fearful that I won't. I want to not get a paper cut and I'm fearful that my that desire will be negated. Or for example, joy. My desires, special desires of mine are really, really met for the time being. Or for example, sadness. My desires are really not met a- and so forth and so on. If we go through the emotions, we, we might well be able to define each and every emotion in terms of either the negation or or the advancement of our desires in in particular contingent situations and to particular extents. Again, uh, euphoria versus depression, grief versus um, happiness, pain versus pleasure, right? Pleasure is, is getting our desires met and in connection with some or another objective. For example, a bodily objective such as, I wanted to eat, and I ate, so it felt good, pain, my desires got negated, I have an implicit desire in connection with uh, having my skin intact, not getting it uh, uh, pierced, for example, and then if there's a paper cut, that's a negation of that uh, objective in in, in connection with the skin, we call that pain, bodily pain. So we see then that um, uh, we would say that uh, that the real reality is um, concerning our existence, at least as, as people... Is based on thought and uh, the, what we call emotions and then p- probably intuition, if that's in connection with the, with the emotions, uh, w- would be um, the intellectual view of a, the, a given situation uh, here concerning the negation or advancement of our nature. Um, so anyhow, if, if, in as much as we kind of uh, move forward with that paradigm, we would say that the way to... Um, change ourself, is to change our thinking, is to change our thoughts, is to change the quote-unquote programming that is running uh, as it concerns uh, our individuality. Ourself, meaning we see any given issue that we might have, whether it's depression, whether it's a, a, a psychological issue, whether it's an anger issue, whatever it might be, it comes from some kind of misunderstanding about reality by necessity. Why is it by necessity? A quick technical way to think about it here would be that What would be a relative good is what we want relatively speaking. For example, I relatively want coffee and I get the coffee, so it's relatively good, but I also want a sandwich and I also want my car to work and I also want a job and I also want my uh, ceiling not to leak. So it's only one out of many desires. It's a relative good. An absolute good would be the meaning of an absolute desire. It's conceivable and in fact it happens all the time that our relative desires are not met and consequently, we have relative bads. For example, I wanted the coffee and I got the, the barista, it gave me a, a tea. So consequently, that's a relative bad. But as it concerns the absolute good, meaning the meaning of an absolute desire, is it conceivable that a necessary ultimate desire? can not be met. We would say no, because a necessary ultimate desire is in reality and it's in reference to that which exists. What is it in reference to? To that which quote-unquote doesn't exist? What are we supposed to think in connection with a sentence like that? It's in reference to that which exists, without a doubt, as far as we can possibly understand. So consequently, there is only absolute good, meaning our, a true necessary desire uh, can be met. So consequently, we would say if we're not meeting it, it's because we're not in reality. Right? We we have some kind of scoot view of things. And uh, and consequently, we're perceiving bad. And all of those issues, again, wh- wh- whether it's a dis- psychological issue, whether it's a sadness, whether it's a depression, whether it's anger, whatever the case may be, by necessity then it would be because we're out of touch with reality. So we would say that the way to to uh, get ourselves into reality where we're only going to be perceiving good is to fix and correct our understandings concerning as many things as possible. There's a lot of things we can get out of the way pretty easily. For example, Uh, uh, most of us have a tremendous amount of issues with other people concerning uh, uh, others, concerning our parents, our peers, and society, and the wealthy, and the poor, and them, and him, and her, and this and that. So if we understand and internalize a basic key concept, which is that every single person means good, there's only one nature, there's only one function of the will. Nobody ever can do anything uh, that is not to their interest uh, intentionally, whatever that's supposed to mean, meaning for that purpose, a person wants to feel good, a person wants to feel pleasure and that's why here she does things. Obviously we're we're nuts and, and the consequences can be very destructive, but the function uh, of the will is the same. So we understand that all people are good. We internalize that all of those issues have to disappear concerning other people. Oh, but uh, you know, my sister, my brother, my mother, they when I was little, this and that, that all has to go. If we properly understand that. If we understand all people are real, they exist like we exist, all those other the vanity and the jealousy and the and the the pernicious type of uh, pseudo competition, all that nonsense also has to go. But then we also, of course, we have very many tricky uh, issues in um, concerning reality. For example, what is life? What is death? What is time and its passage? What is the uh, a, a real meaning? What is the real purpose? All these things, and that's that's what you know. That's what we're here for: to clarify our thought, to move up ahead, and advance it in our evolution uh, of uh, of thinking. And uh, that's what humanity has been busy doing one way or another. And, and we, with the level we're at, it can take a few billion lives and a few hundred or a few thousand years just to burn through a single idea and to demonstrate its its uh, veracity or its falsehood. That could be done in, in 15 minutes if somebody is sincere and, and wants to, to, to really get at the truth. But we see how it's been. It's taken a while. But that's what we do We uh, as people. we All the other animals, they're living out the ideas, a, a strict... Uh, a set of very limited ideas and they can't live out any other ideas the dolphin lives out the dolphin idea the dog the dog idea the ant, the ant idea just to speak like that obviously uh, the ant idea what does that mean uh, uh, but that uh, way we can live out many different ideas we can test out many different ideas and, and that's what we've been doing but anyhow hopefully as we Resolve um uh, the the apparent, not real, obviously apparent paradoxes and conflicts concerning reality or a sense of, of of the of the goodness of things, meaning that reality meets our desires should go up and up and up and up. For example, um let's say that something such as something such as death right right, right now in, in the state of development that, that we're at, we don't understand death. we don't understand how it can possibly be good. I, we clearly we want to live, so it must be an evil thing that we have to die. And we see how it ruins our mood if we ever think about the fact that we're going to die. We're caught up in our life, it, living uh, our life, what we want to do, and I, now I have to die. I have to, to to go away from this this world that I've built up. That's a uh, uh, you know, that we, we don't want that. But if one day we were to work through that idea and clearly resolve it, like we've worked through the idea that we need food and we need water, all these things, then we'd say, okay, this is a perfectly natural, good part of reality. That's as much a, a good as the fact, again, that, that, that I need food and water. We understand? Because it is reality. It's the truth. And our good lies in reality. Our real desires uh, uh, are in relation to reality and not just in relation to fantasy. So anyhow, that's a, a take there. And what else can we add, if anything? So we'd say the emotions, right, given that, uh, it, at least part of what we're saying right now, the, the emotions are the view uh, and, uh, of, uh, uh, the intellectual view of our desires being satisfied or negated. The the different emotions would come from different understandings. If we modify our understandings, if we modify our thought, then uh, we would have uh, different emotions. If we directly try to address the emotions, we're going to just, we're going to always be, it's like a donkey donkey chasing its tail, Uh, We can't do it, right? I want to be happy, so I'm going to chase the happiness. I want to stop being angry, so I'm going to try to stop being angry. No, the anger is coming from an understanding and from a misunderstanding that the happiness would come from uh, the satisfaction of desires. It's a side effect. It's not something we can shoot for directly and uh, understand. So uh, we don't focus on that. We don't focus on being happy. We don't focus on not being sad. We don't focus on uh, being cheerful or optimistic or confident or anything like that. We focus on one thing, the truth, on reality, on clarity of thought and all of the emotions they should cut, uh, straighten themselves out uh, in, in, in due time. What else can we add? Um, so we would say that uh, uh, one thing to say or, or that can easily be said here is that don't we say that people um, cannot be reasoned with and that uh, how can everything be based on reason? When we try to, to reason with a person, there's no way in, in a million years, some people, it appears that they can be reasoned with. So it's a yes yeah, side effect of us not living in truth, of us being dishonest, is, is that we seal ourselves off. From real change, uh, we see ourselves off uh, from being susceptible to uh, uh, modification of thought because it becomes too painful. We're so sunk into our fantasy that has been specifically selected for our self-esteem needs. Every little bit, a bit in peace, because in our natural state, that's what we do. We're completely subjective. Everything that we think, everything that we feel, every, absolutely every single thing, or the feeling as a side effect of what we think, right? Uh, it comes about in relation to our self-esteem needs, to our subjectivity. So the more out of touch with reality that is, the more in fantasy that that is, the less it can be touched, the less it can be meddled with. Or or we would have a complete and total breakdown. And that happens occasionally, and sometimes it goes bad. A person completely loses their marbles. Sometimes it goes good. A person breaks down admits the truth and and starts to, or some kind of truth at least, and starts going down uh, the straight and narrow path. But we know this unconsciously, implicitly, and we protect the the, the kind of superstructure we've built up like crazy and that's why we can't be reasoned with but it wouldn't be because uh, the uh, the real foundation of ourself in in our psychology and our personhood is anything other than what we would designate by terms such as ideas or thought it would just be because of uh, a psychological uh, defense mechanism so anyhow and and for ourselves if we want to counter that we need to we need to uh, find some kind of reality some kind of clear thought l- latch onto that realize that clear idea maybe like we mentioned with the uh, people are real, people are good, and, uh, and then move forward uh, uh, like that uh, uh, with, with our clarity of thought. So a lot to think about, which we can do. Thank you for listening.